All right, let's go live. Hello, welcome. We have a special guest with us here. You want to get us started, buddy? Yes. What do you want to say? Make a like on today's video and comment down if you guys love these guys. That's <laughs> good. Like these videos. If you like these videos, comment yeah. below. Comment down below. And give us a like and subscribe. That's what all your videos say, don't they? <laughs> nice. What are you eating here? A carrot. Carrot what? Carrot. Carrot stagger. <laughs> I lost a carrot sword carrot earlier. Sword. <laughs> right. Thanks, bud. Okay, you gonna do some drawings? Yes. Have fun right. down See there. You, pal. Have fun. Bye. Now Eaton rules the church. Yeah, so uh, Eaton is uh, with us here tonight because uh, <laughs> Rachel's actually taking a class tonight. So uh -huh. Eaton's hanging out with us, drawing some pictures. So. Perfect. It's always Welcome a treat. Everyone. Always a treat. We are still continuing to figure out uh, the technology to make this happen. So let yeah. us know in the comments if the mic is any better than right. Week. We're making adjustments as we go. We think we've figured it out. Also, Jeremy gets louder. Get very loud. <laughs> so we do check it, and then it changes in conversation. It's true. So and I'm going to try to stay a little bit more on my mic so that my volume doesn't drop so much. Yeah, so let us know if, if we're yeah. distorting here. We'll do our best to to adjust as we go. But welcome, everyone. Thanks yeah, for welcome. Yeah, we're so glad to be back for episode four. Yeah. Season one. I guess a new season changes when we start a new teaching year. Are those our seasons? You know, we never actually talked about <laughs> no. how a season was going to work. We just started naming it season one. So <laughs> I like maybe it. the next pandemic will be season two. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Somebody just says uh, it's nice and clear. Excellent. So that's yeah, good. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Really appreciate that. And Kevin says it's good. So we're really Excellent. fine, which is great. So let's do some updates. How's it going at home? Uh, things are good at home right now, although the weather is really bumming oh Rachel out right now. So <laughs> she has been home since January with the new baby. Yeah. And uh, and so she's just really looking forward to having some weather where she can go outside with the kids. Oh, so totally. Right now, the, the snow has not been putting her in a great mood. Right. Uh, so she's a little bummed out by that. I get that. Yeah. Um, also, some of us may have seen a picture of M. This week mm. was a big moment because she was able to wear different clothes, yeah. like like baby clothes that fit her. Was that the yeah, moment? Yeah. So we had um, we had a whole bunch of uh, like uh, outfits, baby outfits right. that were given to us, but she's been too small to like fit into them. So Rachel was really pumped that she was able to put so cute. these little like little <laughs> Little a, little, bow. a bow in her hair and little booties. And stuff. Also, her cheeks are you know, looking like chubby. Yeah. She looks really good. She, she looks, looks really healthy, so, so good. Yeah, that's very uh, cool. That's such a delight. Um, Want to ask how it's going in my home? Absolutely. How is it going in your home? Oh, We're doing you, okay. You guys had your internet out this week. That's true. Of it all was the times to be without internet. Yeah, this is the worst. Yeah, the worst story. is that I complain about it so much, and Jonathan has to deal with that. <laughs> When I'm working at home most yeah. of the time and he goes to work. And so it really was incredibly frustrating. Although it like went down like later in the afternoon and I was out of it for, and then I came into the church and worked for a couple of days and it's fixed now and better. Like we had a team zoom today yeah. and I could participate with video and no dropouts. No. So apparently some wires were like not connected properly into the building. So real problem. And then we got some, Modem or router? I don't yeah. even know what what is what. Uh, the internet goes down for 15 minutes and our house grinds to a halt. It's like, no, my crap, what's happening? 
so. right. I watched the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> Bobby, she came in. I'm like, you're going to have to like pull out a DVD to watch or something like that. And I like, yelled back at your office. That's exactly what I did. I don't know when the movie was made, but it was, yeah, it was an old movie that I've loved for 20 years. Good. So John, you got it up and working? Yeah. Good yeah. One? Yep. Yep. The TELUS person came to our right. building but couldn't come into our condo into our apartment so they this person stood in the doorway <laughs> and jonathan took his instruction checked all the tech and they sorted it out together so it was incredible teamwork but i guess this guy was just like i, ha I can't come in like it's just the rules man like i can't so like it's like he just couldn't really stand it but he needed to That's play true. his I part feel like right now i if uh, in terms of the importance of the internet i would not yeah. be putting text in hazmat suits right. sending them into people's homes. Right. Like, what are you gonna do i, I asked him and then like well what was this guy like he's just like just a guy with a beard you know just like who's the guy Man, <laughs> if there's anything right now it's the internet you're right me, so yeah no, it looks no very Netflix, strange yeah no yeah. zoom chats nope no doing work from home nope tough two days of that it's all um, back. I'm people back. want to know which dvd you watched oh i watched a, a movie that nobody else would probably like that I love these Julie Delpy movies. One is called Two Days in Paris. Yeah. It's basically a couple that fights the entire time, yeah. but I like it. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you I know, know it? Movie. And then Two which, Days uh, in New York with yeah. Chris Rock. Yeah. What's What's the dude in Two Days in Paris? Uh oh. Uh. I like him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Really He's on the Jim Gaffigan like uh, series uh as well Judas yeah he's Paris funny like um if anybody oh, hasn't so seen it, it's like the opposite of before sunrise yes. before sunset yeah they it's just like, fight <laughs> the beauty of those romance movies i love like it and it's in paris it and yeah they're i think they're both great has anybody seen them probably not sleepless in everybody seattle, thought it was posting. yeah no um, sleepless in seattle and you've got mail and is there one right. more that's exactly the same movie it's just those two. I think it's just those two. Although yeah. she has come out with another one. I think it's in German. Like in German language? Yeah. Nora Ephron? Ephron? No. What? She's dead, Jer. <laughs> Isn't she the writer? Oh, oh, oh Sleepless in Seattle yeah. I'm talking about? Oh, I thought you were still talking about Two Days in Paris. No. <laughs> she, she's dead. <laughs> I got dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's holy week <laughs> oh man oh well okay okay oh bobby's mic yeah, is just a touch too, too close all right there we go okay I'm, I'm gonna no i'm just gonna back it up a little bit okay okay there we go thanks guys uh we're really trying to follow some of your comments so that's really helpful okay okay so that's what i did without the internet watch dvds or just one actually it's not like right. i watch endless dvds okay so uh what are our updates in the community those are our home updates well the the big thing yeah. is obviously the release of uh between, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> between sunday season two oh right so we're like gonna talk big, about that later <laughs> oh, okay all right we'll get to that later we're gonna get that's to the later. big update yeah tomorrow morning tomorrow, yeah. you'll have a new between yeah sunday i almost forgot the name of my so own so podcast <laughs> okay we'll talk about that in a minute but yes, this week um yeah. so uh Holy after week. party tonight yeah tomorrow there is a live worship set on instagram live yeah um, Kevin's going to be introducing that, but then yeah. we have uh, one of the worship leaders from the community who's going okay. to be leading us, and that's going to be happening on a regular basis every Wednesday night. Yep. Uh, Thursday, this is Maundy Thursday this week, yeah. and so this week we're going to have a guided Stations of the Cross experience. So normally, 
uh, during Holy Week, we open the church, we let you come in and pray and walk through the stations. Um, this week, um, Scott and the team here together, we've put through sort of a guided reflection. So we're going to have the guidebooks available. Uh, you can download those as a PDF and walk through them. Scott's going to walk through the readings. He's going to talk through those. And then we've got the imagery all hung up in the sanctuary. And we're going to kind of move through that uh, with some music that we've chosen. And um, it's going to be kind of a kind yeah. of a neat experience. So lovely, actually. So that's Monday, Thursday. Um, that one's not going to be live. So that's going to be available all day with the guidebook. Did you see how much time it takes? It's about 24 minutes. 24 minutes. Yeah. So set some time aside. Yeah. Like give it some focus, I think. You, Maybe don't. I mean, you could do whatever you want with yep. the link. You could make your coffee and... Mm -hmm. There's about yeah. a there's a reflection, there's about a minute of music and reflection on the imagery. Yeah. But you absolutely could pause it at different points. Yeah. You could reflect longer if you needed to. But as we've put it together, it's about a 24 minute right. experience that guides you through all of the stations yeah. on Monday, Thursday. Uh, Good Friday, we will be here. Uh, with services at 10.30 a.m. and 12 p.m. So those are sort of, um, just, just as always, it's sort of, um, it's a different type of service. But we've already put a lot of work into thinking about this mm -hmm. and what it's going to be like. And we're going to gather together on Good Friday for those times yep. to mourn and lament the death of Jesus. And then, uh, of course, on Easter Sunday, we'll have all of our current service times, which is 10.30 a.m., 12 p.m., 7 p.m. And uh, our whole team is putting a lot of work into how we can make Easter Sunday really special, really meaningful for everybody. It's quite creative. It's really creative. It's I really it's turning really out to be But one of the creative. things is that we need people to prepare for the Eucharist. So we want to share at the table of Christ together, as we always do right. on Easter Sunday, but for the last couple of Easter Sundays, we have done that in two locations at each of our parishes. Mm -hmm. uh, this week, we're going to do that at literally hundreds of locations. We're uh, still going to share. Yeah, we're going to share <laughs> in, the, in the Eucharist together, but we're going to do that wherever we are. Mm -hmm. So um, prepare and think about that, what you want to get, some bread, some wine, whatever elements that are going to represent that. But prepare that, uh, bring that with you to the couch. Like a solid and a liquid. Yeah, really? exactly. <laughs> You know, whatever, um, whatever you have, but something that <laughs> yeah. for you is meaningful to yeah. represent um, the body and blood of Christ, bring yeah. that. And then we are going to, Bobby's going to lead us. We're going to do um, a blessing and we're going to share in the Eucharist together, which I think is going to be yeah. a really neat experience. Yeah, truly, truly. So, and I think really Very, meaningful. It's absolutely. The, the Eucharist is always meaningful, but yeah. I mean, in some ways it's like, it's like taking us back to this original story of like a, a table, a pretty intimate table, mm -hmm. an intimate table with friends you know, in this upper room, um, whose ever home it was. I don't remember these things. <laughs> Do you have that? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, but I was just thinking about the kind of intimacy of our homes uh, yeah. and the intimacy of this meal mm -hmm. and kind of bringing those themes together. So it'll be different. Yeah, it's um, going to be. Everything's but, different now. But, yeah. I, but the, I mean, this is the, the strangeness of this time. Mm -hmm. And I, I talked about it a little bit on Sunday that everything's different. Uh, we have to adapt. And yet at the same time, we find ourselves in the midst of right. this really ancient rhythm right. of the church calendar. Right. Um, so of course we're adapting, but at the same time, we're leaning into things that have been done for thousands of years. Right. You know, so, right. so Lent has been practiced yeah. literally through pandemics for right. centuries and different And things. the church has always like adapted to the circumstances of its day, right? Like there's something incredibly mm -hmm. creative about the way that we move through this narrative century after century and like it takes on different flavors and mm -hmm. shades and tones, I think. So 
Yeah. So yeah. we're going to do our best with it. Uh, but all this week, um, Stations of the Cross Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, uh, Easter, we would love you to join with us. We think it's going to be a really meaningful time yeah. for, for all of us. So Right. Also, it's it's really like on theme, as Ashley said in the comments, yeah. about how much bread everyone's breaking, baking right <laughs> now. <laughs> so, I mean, if people are making their own bread, no. it'd be really beautiful. It is actually incredibly yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I don't make uh, I don't make my own bread. I just uh, mm. I just slather it in mayonnaise. And, oh, uh, I didn't want to. I people, didn't want to talk people about this. Loved that story. <laughs> I have had more feedback. I, okay. From any story I have ever told on a Sunday, other than my, both about my son right. and his ungratefulness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> Take that and sit with that. If only he was Just still sit with that. Yeah. Come on back in here. Shame, shame. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, uh, grilled cheese with mayonnaise. I know. I mean, you said like a lot of great things on Sunday. And that was the Nothing takeaway. Nothing as good as that, <laughs> And you're Nothing cool with that. Nothing as good as that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, let's talk about the sermon. Sure. We did one of those things where we took a text that maybe isn't always used for a right. certain moment in the church calendar and jammed it with that moment in the church calendar, kind of made a mashup. What was that like for you taking the last chapter of Jonah and the Palm Sunday narrative? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, we planned this. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> from, a, from a year before, but this, <laughs> right. this whole idea that there was this overlap in themes. Yeah. Um, at least one of the ways to approach Palm Sunday, there was this overlap with this last chapter of the Jonah story. Yeah. And I think for me, one of the things that, it may, um, struggle is probably not the right word, but every year when we plan, and you know this, because I complain about it every year, when we get to Advent, when we get to Lent, it's like, how do we, or how do I make this interesting for me again? Mm -hmm. Part of what I have to remind myself is, I mean, my job isn't really to make it interesting. My job is to rehearse the story one more time. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's still an element of like, like, how do you tell the story of mm -hmm. Jesus entry into Jerusalem? Right. Um, for I the mean, tenth nobody time, nobody wants to be in the pew and be like, heard it. Exactly. Like you want to be ro romanced again yeah. by it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So whenever we're able to say, okay, here's an interesting thematic overlap mm -hmm. between something that's happening in the the narrative that we're walk, working our way through and also the church calendar, I think mm -hmm. that becomes a really neat challenge right. um, to be able to to weave those stories together. And I think I think also that's one of the really beautiful things about the Bible is um, there's all there's there's tons of these great stories, but then there's themes that that sort of keep layering and coming back over. Right. And when you can find the resonance between those things, um, I think I think that's when you really begin to pick up on the heart of God in new ways, right? Like mm. What themes keep coming back? Yeah. What um, what stories find their way back in over and over again? Right. Like, you know, like Exodus mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. Like, it's the story of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. But all through the Bible, we're, we're getting stories of Exodus. New Stories Exodus, of liberty Exodus, yeah. and story of freedom and, right. and breaking of bondage, these types of things. And mm -hmm. this is what Jesus does when he comes, comes, you know, at the start of the Gospels. He's just like, hey, I'm here to retell all that story. Right. Um, so I think, I think there's something really neat about that there's something gratifying about that mm -hmm. something sort of makes that fun at least right. from my perspective so. so what were some of the themes of jonah for that matched with yeah palm so sunday? for me um and palm sunday there's a lot of different ways you can tackle that story um because there's a lot of things happening in right. it. there is the celebration of a new messiah coming uh which is a very joyful story mm -hmm. and you know john tells the story that way 
Luke tells the story of sort of Jesus seeing through their celebration to what they're hoping for from him mm -hmm. and realizing that what they are celebrating is not the thing that he's coming to bring. Mm -hmm. Like he's coming to sort bring a grace. startling juxtaposition. Exactly. Yeah. Even for Rome, even right. for enemies. Right. And they don't want that. And when you pick up on that theme and you look at Jonah, which is all about this idea that, um, you know, Jonah does not want grace for these Ninevites, these terrible Ninevites who've mm -hmm. done terrible things to them, mm -hmm. just like the Romans have done terrible things right. to the Jews of Jesus day. Um, and yet God, you know, you know, that, that, that scene when Jesus comes around the corner and starts weeping, he's like, if you only you had only known mm -hmm. what would have brought you peace. Right. And it's not war. Like, right. like defeating Rome won't bring you peace. Right. I'm here to bring you peace. Um, that set against that, that question from God to Jonah, like, do you do well to be this angry? Like I, you, you have a right to be this angry, mm -hmm. but is it good for you? Right. I just thought, and that was a really powerful juxtaposition for me anyway, mm -hmm. um, in terms of how we could tell these stories. So cool. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about from your message? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I had your uh, your manuscript open to read, but then I was like, didn't I preach a Palm Sunday message? So I went back and read my own sermon nice. <laughs> instead of reading yours. So what did you say? When, <laughs> when, when did you do Palm Sunday? It was 2016. Okay. What, so was, was what like, angle did you take on it? I mean, I think you oh, it's cool. I mean, that's the fun part, <laughs> I right? I told a bunch of stories. Okay. Well, um, I don't even... What was my title? Facing transformation. Oh, I broke it into like fragmentation and transformation and told them a bunch of stories. Honestly, there were too many moving parts when I read back, but, but there were some good bits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if I have anything to say about that, but just being that I'm less prepared to talk about your sermon <laughs> than usual. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but what was your hot take? Um, I think the big piece that... The big piece I centered on. Yeah. Um, you prefer that language. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's two things we can talk about. Okay. There's the verse that I paid a lot of attention to. Okay. And then there's a really neat part that I just glossed over so quickly because I was out of time. Oh, let's talk about that then. Yeah. But also, I do want to say this, that the one thing that kept coming to me when I was listening to it through the live stream was for some, I mean, this isn't going to surprise anyone, but every time you'd say something about the author and then you'd say he, mm. I was like, maybe it's a she. Yeah. And then I just like stayed with that idea. Yeah. Like what? I mean, we don't live, we can't live with that, you know, kind of hope, but it, the themes of Jonah uh, sort of mm. like in, in these um, subversive ways and this sort of paying attention to like the incredible depth of the love of God um, after knowing like oppression. Yeah. I was like, that's an incredibly yeah. feminist idea. That's a really cool idea. <laughs> so that was my hot take. I was mm. like, Jonah was written by a woman. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it literally, but yeah, in yeah, my totally, heart, totally. I feel like in my heart, I know yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, Jonah's one of those ones where um, like when you, when you talk about in terms of authorship, we, yeah. ha we have no, we have no, no books idea. in the Bible written by women conclusively yeah there, there are some it's such a bummer it is, like i get it, it but oh. it's just it just gets tiring yeah. to like uh, for some reason that pronoun just really stood out to me and i thought like as long as we handle the canon like that's what we have mm. like 
But the interesting yeah. thing, not a but, an and, yeah. is that there are scholarly takes on Hebrews. Yeah. Um, but this is yeah, maybe written by that. Um, Priscilla, yeah. uh, who is a woman that we know about from Romans, which we talked about in our Romans series. Yeah. Um, there are some um, some pretty well thought out arguments for that piece. Yeah. Um, again, we don't know. We don't know the author of that. Yeah. But that's one that goes beyond just even... Um, like me sitting in my kitchen thinking, yeah, what if? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's that said. I mean, Jonah is so far back. Uh, yeah, I know. From a well, but Any I mean, so far back from a historical perspective that, and we know nothing about the authorship. No, okay. So I mean, there's no other than like our default to patriarchal exactly. language. There's yeah. really no reason to use right. a he pronoun for the author in yeah. Jonah. Right. Um, you know, most of the books that's appropriate because we know the author was a man. Right. This one, we literally know nothing. There's yeah. really nothing we could even say yeah. meaningful about the author of Jonah. Yeah, exactly. So there is no reason for me to and use. And the tone is so different it from is. the other, yeah. the other prophets. It's mm-hmm. so. It's like let me tell you a story mm-hmm. instead of like let me rail at you with this language. Yeah. So and I was like, it's incredibly. So there's really no reason for me to use a he right. pronoun for the author other than you. you I'm not taking issue stars. with that, except no, no, but, that, yeah, I, I mean, right? that I was like. I'm sticking with this mm-hmm. in my heart. I like it. <laughs> okay, but back to your hot takes. <laughs> um, yeah, what was I going to say? I don't even know. Okay, so the one verse, you know what? At some point, I did not plug in my computer. What? We're doing okay right now, but I think at some point I may have to go. Call Eaton. Bring the card! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we can hear him playing basketball right now. So oh, really? That's yeah, good. So. I like the idea of him just like being down there pulling an espresso shot for himself. Right. Just chugging it back. <laughs> Is that what you do with espresso? You chug it? That's no. what I do. You yeah. sip it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, okay. okay. So two things that... Do I you want to go get your power? That's fine. Okay. We'll see if we can make it through. Okay. Because if not, then we don't <laughs> If we go leave. dark, peace out, everybody. No, no, I'll, I'll get the warning. I'll okay. go before that. Okay. Um, so the the one verse that i spent a lot of time on okay. was this this line Jonah is mad he's like if you're right. if you're not going to kill them kill me and i mean you know first of all like what a like the height of drama in this story right. is Jonah is just like ah you know i'm it's out, like the know. man called i want to keep doing this <laughs> go for it like such melodrama <laughs> It's true. Um, and, and he comes back to it. Like, it's not the only time. He's right. Like, you know, like on the boat. Yeah. Um, fine. If I can't go to Tarshish, right. throw me in the water. Right. Let me die. <laughs> ah, you're not, ah, kill me. You know, so, um, so there's that. And, I, and I, first of all, I love the idea that that is, is, is brought before God and made sacred. And the author like yeah. uses normal language for prayer for that. Like yeah. that the author doesn't belittle that at all. The author's yeah. like, yeah, this is how he prays. This is what he's feeling. This is what yeah. he's experiencing right now. It's like that. But then there's God's response to Jonah, which is three words in Hebrew. And it's it's um, to be right, to be good to you. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of infinitives. And it's hard to translate because the, the right means... Um, uh, so it means, it means like correct. Mm-hmm. So, or, or good. So like you could, good. yeah, well, yeah, but it can, that can mean a lot of different things, okay. right? Like it can mean, um, is this lawful for you to feel this way? And okay. that's where some people translate it. Like, do you have the right to be angry right okay. now? Right. Because, because good can be lawful. Good. It can be, you have the right, right to do this, whatever. Or this word good can be 
is it beneficial? Is it healthy for you um, to be angry about this? And I think that's, that becomes the sort of the big challenge in the translation world is, um, is the question, is this good for you to be Mm -hmm. good? Or is this good of you to, or is this, is it good for you to be angry or is it good of you to be angry? Okay. Right. And because Hebrew is such this sort of open-ended language, you get both these interpretations. But to me, those answers are very different. Mm-hmm. Like for Jonah say, I just want to die. And for God to be like, do you have any right to feel we that totally, way? Yeah, right. It's a very different response. I than don't God think she saying, wrote it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then God saying, right. is this good for you, mm-hmm. Jonah? And, and that when you play into the whole concept of forgiveness, I think is a really interesting question. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the time we have been taught to, to think of forgiveness as something that we have to do. Mm. Like it's a the burden, not it's the an obligation, gift, it's yeah. a responsibility. And that if we don't forgive, you know, and, and this is from Jesus, this is hard language, but right. if we don't forgive, God's not gonna forgive us. Mm. Right? Like if you don't hold up your end, I'm not holding up mine. Um, and yet, in my experience of the divine, it's my experience of forgiveness. Um, I felt that way, but when I've worked through forgiveness, when I come out on the other side, what mm-hmm. I've realized is actually the voice of God was saying to me, like, Jeremy, please let go of this. Mm-hmm. Like not, not Jeremy, if you don't let go, right. You're on the wrong side. Yeah. It was more like, you know, and that's how I felt. Okay. And then finally I worked through it. I let it go. You know, it takes time, you process mm-hmm. it, but then you come out the other side and what you hear, you hear the same, it's like you hear the voice of God again, mm-hmm. but now you hear it with hindsight. And now what it sounds like is, Jeremy, like, please lay this down. Like it's mm-hmm. like, this is hurting. Like what happened to you was bad. Right. And it hurt. Yeah. But, but now that's not hurting you right. anymore. Now you are hurting you now. Right. And you know? maybe that, like when, when you refuse to forgive, it does feel like God is against also, you. My son is creeping behind you in the window here. What's happening? I just see one eye. Okay. No. Okay. That's all right. Are you all right? <laughs> just as we're talking. He's got one eye on me. A moment. I'm like, I see my son is creeping in the door. <laughs> Very good. Bless him. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's, what's, does that, does that resonate with you? Like, how do you think? Oh about yeah. 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 It, it certainly does. Yeah. Did I just make the point that it, I don't know what my point was. Um, God, yeah, it totally resonates with me. I think, and I think when we think about um, transformation in our lives, I, if I think that God is like berating me to like be and do, a, uh, do certain things, like, is that the best way for me to be transformed into my best self and yeah. into more of the image of Christ and the image of God in me? Like I, a, a great, you know, my, I watch my sister who's an incredible parent, like parent, my niece and nephew, and she does it like she, like kids are bratty and they're not their best, but she does it with incredible, like love and gentleness and, um, yeah, I think that that's what transformation. We, we we are changed in love. Yes, we're changed in love, not when someone is like, get your act. You know? Right. right. <laughs> like, I mean, certainly, I might I might need that yeah. talk from someone. Uh, I mean, I think even just like in my own marriage, Jonathan can call me on mm-hmm. things, and I can trust it because it's like so cloaked in incredible love and care for me it, he always is like looking out for my mm. for what's best for me and um 
Yeah, I think that's what transformation. I think maybe part of the way like. what I'm hearing from you, and as I sort of process this in my head, is um, when it comes to forgiveness, I, God is always trying to move us towards the best, the healthiest version of ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes what we think about God when it comes to dis, you know discipleship or, or formation mm -hmm. is this sort of like stricture, um, mm. like forcing us into a mold. Right. And, and sometimes that is true and sometimes that is important, mm. but also sometimes giving space and giving grace and gently mm -hmm. coming alongside is the thing. And maybe rather than God being primarily concerned with what is right, right. in an objective sense right now, right. maybe the way to imagine that is what God is always concerned with is what is the thing that's going to be the most effective in mm -hmm. transforming you and right. shaping you into the person, the right. healthiest version of you you can be. Yeah. And if that means if more grace is going to get you there, right. this is what God is going to offer you. Right. If, if there are those moments where... You know, like Tony, you're, you're hanging on too long, and maybe there needs to be some kind of like intervention, and God needs to sit you down. Like yeah. maybe that happens as well, right? Um, <laughs> but only if it's the best thing. <laughs> so, I hear the child. So, you, said, <laughs> you, you either got to come in or you got to go play basketball. You got to pick one or it's the other. Just okay, a giggle. <laughs> I mean, do your thing, man. You're a kid, and it's night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I was just thinking that, that's about, as, I was as just tough thinking love about, as we get in our house. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about postures, like this sort of like, obey me yeah. posture or like the, like come alongside, yeah. like, I don't like hugs. So maybe that's why I think about it alongside <laughs> and, and just like, come with me. Like there is a better way for, for you and for us. Like, let's, let's go. Yeah. Um, forgiveness that looks like that and, and or like it, the invitation into right. that way okay that sometimes god has to like sit us down and have yeah. a hard conversation and, right. and that's okay and i've needed that at points yeah. in my life yeah but, but always undergirded by yeah, exactly that's not god's posture toward me yeah that's god's posture to a particular circumstance in my life where right. i'm not i'm just not aware i'm right. not paying attention i'm not going there right because posture to me is always grace is always love is always right. what's going to move me to the health right place. right right and that's you know i brought that out a little bit on Sunday is that idea that I think sometimes when when we start talking about forgiveness, people feel that in a heavy way. Yeah. As in, um, <laughs> but you got to come on in. You can come in. Yeah, it's totally fine. What's up? Oh, we're He's out got of time on the iPad. <laughs> 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 okay. Did you finish the carrot sword? I did. Okay, no. still working on it. Cool. All right, here we go. Um. We're, okay, totally because fair. Because we have to sit here, we're going to be generous. One more hour of that <gasps> time. Okay. See oh, you, score! <laughs> <laughs> See you, pal. Later. <laughs> um, I think when we talk um, about forgiveness, people yeah. hear that in a very heavy kind of do this, you know, right. this is like right. it's like coming down on them. Yeah, we and do I, have baggage around that yeah. word. And I think, I think what we get from this story is God saying, hey, I want you to forgive, mm -hmm. but I want you to forgive because it's good for you. And I right. want you to be able to let go of this. And I don't want right. you to have to carry this around anymore. Right. So that's what I choose um, in terms of translation. And then, you know, the interesting thing was when I went through that, I read a lot of Protestant scholars going with, uh, Jonah, do you have any right to be angry? Yeah. And I read a lot of Jewish uh, yes. scholars yeah. saying, no, the better translation is, Jonah, is this healthy? Is this good oh, for I like you? That, is it yeah. right for you to be angry? Right. 
Um, and it's, you know, another one of those examples where I think, um, you know, we would do very well yeah. to pay more attention yeah. to how Jewish people have heard their stories. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, this story was theirs for a lot longer than it right. was ours. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe they have a maybe they have some insight right. into what is going on here in the story. I also love those moments when I'm studying and I'm like, I keep coming again, uh, coming up against an idea, and I think like, oh, I don't know, this is bugging me. Like, I'm just mm. not, I'm not, I don't like this take. And then you change paths, and often it's from a more marginal place yeah. that either like reading feminist mm -hmm. scholarship or um, uh, perspectives from other parts of the globe rather than the west yeah. and and then like that moment where you're like oh yeah like i'm not alone with this idea <laughs> or this other interpretation like i have good company yeah. in it and that's kind of what it sounds like you ended up finding good company yeah for that way of thinking yeah, and i think you know i mean just in terms of translation the interesting thing is realizing um jonah uh is it right for you to be angry or jonah is it good for you to be angry um, those are both valid translations, but this yeah. is sort of the scope of semantic range when right. you have a Hebrew language that really is three words that says to be right, to be angry, to you. Right. Like, like what does that mean to you? Right. No punctuation. Yeah. No vowels. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, on our text, on Masoretic text, we do, but originally, yeah, 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 no exactly. vowels. Yeah. Yeah. So, so even when you're looking at vowels, you're looking at um, a 10th century interpretive yes. reading from yeah. the Masoretes who added those in. So, there's just a lot of range on what these things can mean. And, and, and that one shows the sort of tonal range that you can have by mm -hmm. saying the same thing. Right. And I think this is sometimes when it comes to our relationship with God, there are things we believe about God. There's things I believe about God. I'm, I'm very sort of orthodox in my beliefs about God, mm -hmm. but there's a tone that I can carry with me oh, yeah. when I carry the same orthodox ideas about Jesus and ideas right. about the Godhead. Or there's a tone we can carry those that yeah it's really interesting language actually yeah that can skew them in in so, I think really unhelpful ways yeah I think what what we end up being kind of stuck in this place where we think well I don't I don't believe this anymore like in these places of deconstruction mm -hmm. I'm like I'm done with this idea I'm done with this idea of the divine so therefore I'm done with all right. of it and it's beautiful to think about tones and like going on a search for another tone like mm -hmm. you don't have to like let go of all of these characters and the, like the narrative, but you will in fact be able to find yourself in, in company, not just to like suit your own way of thinking, yeah. but to like, to, to connect with what you deeply believe mm -hmm. is actually true and maybe don't yet have words for it. And, and get to come back to um, even words and phrases yeah. that you thought you had to let go of. Totally. But now you come back to them. I love and that have actually. A whole new meaning and you're them. like, give it back. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not giving that away. You know, <laughs> like forgiveness. I mean, uh, that's an incredibly freeing, hugely powerful word, world-changing yeah. way of being. Uh, and and instead of thinking that God is just demanding that I forgive those who wrong mm -hmm. me, but is inviting me into like a way of shalom in the world, yeah. uh, then I get to like take that word back from and, when and it's been used against me. Absolutely, and this yeah. is, I mean, this is a big example, but. When you think of things like um, the, the way we talk about the cross, I mean, we're at Easter, we're coming up to Good Friday and Easter Sunday, and we have this language of, you know, Jesus paid the price for my sins, you know, mm -hmm. penal substitution, the idea that God demanded some kind of payment and, you know, exacted this violence against Jesus and somehow that made things okay for me, right. which I think is a really unhelpful way to think about what's happening in the mm -hmm. cross. 
So you go through a period, you deconstruct that, mm -hmm. but then you come back to the other side and you realize, oh, pay the price for my sins mm -hmm. means my sin, my violence, everything I contribute in the world causes so much pain. Mm -hmm. And Jesus bore the price of all of that pain in the world. That's, that's what's happening on the cross mm -hmm. is, is God is allowing us to do our worst to God, mm -hmm. right? God is, God is absorbing all the right. pain, all the price, um, all the evil of all the sin in the world. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's us doing it and it's God absorbing it and God saying, okay, now it, it stops ends here. here. Yeah. Like I'm not giving it back to you. I'm yeah. not passing it back to you. Right. I'm not going to do it back to you. Yeah. That God only absorbs pain. Yeah. God never inflicts pain. Yeah. You know, even in the cross. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, this this language that at one point in my journey felt just it it, it was meaningful for me, and then it didn't work for me anymore. Right. All of a sudden, it comes back because you're like, oh, oh, of course, Jesus paid the price huh. for my sin <laughs> because because I contribute to the violence of the world. And, yeah. And Jesus you know, absorbed all of that right. and, and gave me a way out from that and right. opened my eyes and saved me from that. Let me understand a new way to, to live in the world and right. be in the world. Um, and I don't have to bear all of the violence of all of my sin anymore. Yeah. Um, and not because yeah. God, you know, wanted to, right. to take that out on Jesus. Right. So. <laughs> He just really landed that idea. His <laughs> leg came to a screeching halt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> big ideas. You know, but... <laughs> well, we're almost out of time, and we need to talk about between Sunday season two. Yes, can we uh, talk about yeah. one more thing in Jonah? Oh, sure. Because we, we, what are we out here? We're at. We still got yeah. twenty minutes. Oh, are we going an hour or forty-five minutes? Oh yeah, I thought I think we were going to shorten it. <laughs> what, what do you, do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> you want us to wrap this up in five minutes, or you want us to go for another ten? Um, I don't, yeah. Let's let's talk about one thing, John, and then let's do beyond. The, okay, yeah, because this beyond is, Sunday yeah. between Sundays. Uh, <laughs> Should have called it. There's a lot going Sunday. on between Sundays right now. <laughs> okay. Um, the the last thing in Jonah that I breezed through so quickly is there's this metaphor that uh, plays out after Nineveh is being saved and stuff, and I I breezed it really quick, but I think it is important. So. Jonah goes up on the hillside. He's like, I'm, yeah. let's see if this really happens. Let's see if God comes to his senses and wipes out Nineveh. And the story goes that, you know, God has this leafy plant grow up and right. it provides shade. And, and you read this in Hebrew and it's like, you remember that great word that we talked about over yeah. and over yeah, again? Yeah, a lot of great. It's like he, he had great, great joy, gadol, yeah. you know, in this yeah. leafy plant. Like it's, it's, it's meant to be over the top. Like he yeah. is in love with this leafy plant Amazing. that um, gives him some shade. Uh, and then a worm comes and it eats up the thing and it withers and he's left in the scorching sun. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then he's like, okay, I just want to die all over again. Mm -hmm. and it's sort of a funny way to end the story. Um, you know, because it's, it's, it's like, what, what is this yeah. little piece with this plant? God it's gives not really him a, plant, a wrap God up. Takes it or, away. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't wrap up the story. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. But I think what's important about this is this is a metaphor for the whole story of Jonah. It's like you had this thing that made you happy and it got taken away. Mm -hmm. um, and what are you going to do now? Are you going to stay in that misery? Are you going to stay in that anger? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to get up and you're going to find some shade? Like the sun is beating down on you. Mm -hmm. It's giving you a sunburn. Are you just going to be so mad that you lost that plant that you're going to refuse to find shade mm -hmm. and look after yourself mm -hmm. and be healthy? Or are you just going to let your anger... Um, literally burn your skin off by, by staying in the sun right now. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and I think it's a, it's a really profound metaphor for the whole story here, where this is God saying to Jonah, um, staying in your anger mm -hmm. is causing damage to you. And you can choose to either stay there in the scorching sun, getting a sunburn, or you can get up and right. you can go somewhere else and you can look after yourself. Right. And it's not, maybe it's not easy. It's like maybe it's you're going to you. have to search for something. Maybe you're going right. to have to find another tree, you know, right. but, but you don't have to stay where you are. Mm. Um, and I'll be with you and I'll journey with you. I mean, this is, this is a story about a prophet who's hearing from God. He's, he's speaking yeah, right. to God. Yeah. You know, so God is not abandoning him by any sense. Right. Even when Jonah refuses to partner, God yeah, continues God's just to such speak a to like him. profound interlocutor. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, I'm not just going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. Like, I want to tell you what you need to hear. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think that just like as, get it together, pal. Yeah. Like, you're going to die out here. And I think that is as a as a you know, it's, and it's heavy, but as a final image for forgiveness, for God to say to us. This is where you are. Mm -hmm. You're holding on to this bitterness. You're holding on to this unforgiveness. And you can choose to stay there if you want, but look at the damage it's doing to you. Yeah. I mean, isn't that so true that at first, like with our anger, we're like, wah, <laughs> like it's yeah. like the leaf that's growing and we're like, I'm so right. And <laughs> like, you're so wrong. And look how like justified yeah. I yeah. am. But how quickly, mm -hmm. if we don't move through it, I'm actually like for, you know, yeah. this emotion yeah. and the, the what it has to teach us. Uh, but that like when we stop it and we sit in yeah. it and uh, yeah, it, how quickly it, turns on us i mean that's really neat so i didn't think of that until you're the way you framed it there so he goes up on the hill and the plant comes up and gives him some shade like is the character there thinking okay i was right like mm -hmm. things are turning right in my direction yeah uh maybe god is gonna wipe out this city like you know what i mean yeah like, is that what yeah, yeah is that part yeah, of it you know yeah. the, the way that you kind of framed it there yeah. is, is that part of what's going on in the story right. is that that leafy plant that gives him great joy. Maybe he's yeah. taking that as um, like, I'm justified. Yeah. I'm justified. Yeah. I'm right. Okay. This yeah. is going to happen. It's going to go my way. And then when it doesn't, it's like, it's like all of yeah. that all over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. One, one more thing <laughs> because you have a series coming up. Yeah, I do have a series coming up <laughs> after Easter Yeah. <laughs> um, called how to be angry. Yeah. How to be mad. Um, how, to be mad. how to be angry. How to be angry. I don't remember what we chose, but it's about anger. It's anger, mad. I, I just had to be mad. <laughs> um, but I think I think it's called how to be angry. Check our journal. But I think one of the things that I tried to say in the message, but I think is really I important. Know. You started talking about anger, and I was like, "Oh, this is steal my thunder." I've <laughs> <laughs> three weeks. Ahead. I was not going to so steal sorry. your thunder on that one. <laughs> uh, no, and I tried to leave it, but I, yeah. I did. I think it is important to say. The anger is not always bad. Oh, no. and, I, and I tried to, to frame that around, like your anger will show you injustice in the world. And your anger will help you empathize with mm -hmm. people. And your anger will help you know um, when to protect yourself, mm -hmm. when you need to call somebody out mm -hmm. on their nonsense, like yeah. all of these things. Yeah. Um, but anger can very easily flip right into something that becomes really unhealthy. I think that's a lot of what you wanted to talk about in that series. And yeah. I didn't want to jump on your toes, but... It, it sort of needed to be said right. in this story where I'm sort of like pointing to the faults of Jonah. The kid is yeah, really... I, the kid's banging, but you guys probably can't hear it. So, um, but where I'm, where I'm pointing uh, to the faults of Jonah hanging on to his anger, yeah. I wanted to make sure I said, I'm not saying there's no place for anger. Right. And I'm not saying that if you've been hurt, you have no right to be no. angry. 
In fact, I think part of the story is God saying, is Johnny, all this you real? do have the right to be angry. Yeah. What did happen to your people was wrong. It's, yeah. But now that's in the past. Yeah. And now the question is how you're going to respond and you're going to move forward. Right. Um, they're not hurting you now in this story. Mm-hmm. You're hurting you now in this story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things we, you know, we kind of have to ask ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. is, am I, a- I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Am I angry because someone is injuring me right now? Sometimes. Yes. Am I angry because someone did injure me mm-hmm. and now I'm injuring myself by continuing yeah. to hang on to this. And it's, yeah. it's difficult. I'm not saying that's yeah. easy at all, Right. but those are the types of questions we have to be willing to ask ourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just important to say that in a story where you're sort of, you're pointing to what's wrong in Jonah. You also have to acknowledge for people, be angry yeah, like, when yeah, it's appropriate, yeah. be angry. Yeah, and Bob's yeah. going to teach you all about it, how to be angry <laughs> in a few weeks. Um, exactly. After Easter, we have a series called. It's how to be angry. It's um, yeah. we've been corrected, but okay. you were right. So that's, after, that's, <laughs> after that's Easter, we're going to do a series called uh, my big loud mouth. Yes. And then I think it's right after that. Well, yeah, we'll it's soon. It's in the journal. It's so. soon. Okay, let's talk about yeah. uh, the new new season. New season. So not between, just a new episode. A no, whole new, new season. season. Yeah, so uh, it's coming out tomorrow. And I like themes. Mm-hmm. So we're going back to that word, theme. And so I chose a theme a long time ago, actually. Uh, I just have a little note on my Evernote, and I write down little lists of ideas for a theme for the podcast. And this theme came to me ugly feelings. And I was like, well, I'm doing a series on anger. So that's an ugly feeling. I have a book on my bookshelf that I've never read called ugly feelings because I love the title. I love it. It's, it's about like, I was like, it's, it was really, it it's it was very academic. <laughs> and yeah, I thought it was something else. And it has like a lot of, yeah, anyways, it's like a cultural, okay. whatever it's, it, I'm maybe someday I'll read it. Probably not. <laughs> But I like the title, Ugly Feelings. So I started making a list of ugly feelings. And honestly, um, some of my favorite podcasts uh, are like, or podcast moments are these moments when the person leading you through the conversation, like reveals something about their own story. Like, I just love those like human connections. So when Ira Glass like tells me something about his actual life, I'm like, that's so interesting. Or um, Alex Bloomberg, like crying about starting Gimlet, you know, to his wife, like late at night. That was, those are some of my favorite podcast moments. So my, so uh, for ugly feelings, I wanted to kind of take a journey for myself in emotional resiliency Mm -hmm. because I'm just really curious about like what often people say, like, how do you feel about that? And I just feel mad. (laughs) It's like all I, I feel mad all the time. (laughs) So really how to be angry is is the sermon I need to hear for three weeks. I've heard Bobby say this before. We've talked about it, but I always think every time she says it, like it's like the, it's one of the best (laughs) moments in the first Avengers movie. Oh, when <laughs> like the it's at the end the avengers are all like they're all together but it's like it's looking bad and yeah. the big chitari are attacking and stuff like that and bruce banner's there <laughs> and uh throughout the movie there's been a couple beats where they asked him um how did you get the hulk under control because he hasn't turned into the hulk for it and then he turns to i think he turns to captain america and he's like you want to you want to know my secret he's like i'm always angry and then he turns into the hulk and i'm always like that's like that's what i always picture with bobby it's like your superpower i've just learned i've learned how to control it it fuels me and i i think i like if there's a continuum like you you're like i don't think we should be angry for that long and i want us to be angry a little longer (laughs) (laughs) so 
So anyways, ugly feelings, this idea of like, I, re- I did some reading in the last year about anger that was really meaningful mm-hmm. to me. And I thought this could be meaningful for our community. And then I kept going back to this memory of these text messages my sister would send me of videos of my niece before she could speak. And mm-hmm. my sister would teach her emotions. Mm-hmm. And so she'd say before she had language to my niece, um, show me anger. And mm-hmm. my little niece, Emery, would just be like, you know, all the things, you know, you, I don't have kids. So, uh, and my sister would say, like, show me happy. And she'd giggle. And my sister would say, show me embarrassed. And she'd like hide her <laughs> face. She did like a whole set of probably yeah. 15 emotions. Mm-hmm. And I would watch that video over and over again. And I would think, nobody taught me this. Mm. <laughs> like, like I just, I grew up at a different yeah. time in a different place. My sister's a teacher. She's like always mm. instructing <laughs> this little kid. Um, and I thought like, I want to go on a journey of emotional resiliency with people that I trust and just talk about the ugly feelings. I mean, it'd be meaningful for me, meaningful for our listeners. So that's where the season like came it. from. So then we started recording before the pandemic. Um, I mean, it was kind of on the horizon, but, but we weren't we so shut down. anything yeah. like that, honestly, is weeks and weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so we recorded an episode about contempt and then we recorded an episode about despair. Yeah. And the week we did despair was just, it was the Sunday we were no longer live in the mm. building. And it just, it, oh, you wow. know, we, we weren't practicing like social distance yeah. in the same way, but we were very like, Oh, this is different. And, and we just so happened mm. to be talking about despair. And then the next week I had planned to talk to some, a therapist, mental health professional about panic. So it, all of these themes, I was going to put the, ep- the, ep- the podcast out later in the spring. And it just seemed like really apparent yeah. that this is the moment to be listening to people talk about ugly feelings. Really cool. So it's coming out. Cool. Yeah. There's, I'm blanking on the name of the book right now. Uh, but there's this really great book that talks about like disgust as an emotion and how it shapes so much of how we perceive the world. Like yeah. this sort of like gut reaction. We oh, have yeah. to, this is gross or yeah. disgusting or anything. And um, just even as a, uh, a category to read or to understand what's happening in the scriptures at different points, mm-hmm. um, these sort of uh, reactions that we have to people that aren't like us or yeah. things that we're not used to. Right. Um, and just how, how profound and potent that is. Right. Um, Jonathan Haidt in his book, the moral mind, the okay. righteous mind, okay. uh, which is a great book, by the way. Uh, he talks a lot about th- these sort of, um, these different moral receptors and discuss hmm. being one of them. It's not the book I'm thinking of, but it's another yeah. book that talks about that. So interesting. But, yeah. Really interesting. Already stuff, got a reading so. list going here. Yeah, there we go. It's great. So tomorrow's episode Yes. Yeah, because it's coming out tomorrow. It's tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, is with Alan Rosales. Okay. And he's a good friend of Jonathan's and mine. And he was on our self-care panel with the pros. Mm-hmm. And it is a lovely conversation. Like, I finished it and I was like, that killed. It was so good. Well, one of awesome. the beautiful things about conversations, right, is like the kind of organic places they go. I mean, that's a little yeah. bit of what we're doing, a lot of what we're doing with mm-hmm. After Party. Because uh, we haven't done any work. No, <laughs> except the work we're always doing. <laughs> um, uh, a friend of mine texted me today and was like, you seem really busy. I was like, it is busy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a funny time. It is a funny because time. Because for some people, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, not, and this isn't a bad thing. Actually, I think this is one of the real gifts 
of what we get to do. Mm-hmm. But this it is so busy right now. It's really busy. Like it is it is I'm working like all day, all day. Yeah, all it's, day, all day. it's crazy busy for us <laughs> as a staff team, yeah. as pastors right now. Um and I don't I don't mm. I'm not saying that for sympathy. I'm actually saying that oh, no. as a it's a real gift. Oh totally. Because with everything going on, we have things that we're working on with yeah. people that we're caring for. Mm-hmm. Um and we have projects that we're doing. And I yeah. and I think that does give a sense of right. Um, stability and normalcy to totally. us that a lot of people don't have. So I actually, I think of it as a great gift, but it feels, it's very busy it's right very now. Busy. So sorry. I just want to go back to yeah. this little moment. So in my conversation with Al, he, we're talking about despair. We're talking about like really heavy stuff. And at some point, I don't even remember why I asked him about it, but I got him to tell me about like his meditation practice. Mm. And he, it's just so little, but it's changing my life. So he just told me about like how he meditates for 21 minutes. And I was like, wait, what? 21 minutes? <laughs> and he was like, that it, one minute, I can't believe I'm like wrecking this story. Listen, <laughs> and listen to it in Al's own voice. It's much better. Yeah. But he says, 21 minutes because the one minute is how long it takes me to set the timer on my microwave and then sit down on my pillows with all my blankets and then start my meditation for 20 minutes. And so I've started with the blankets in the morning for my meditation, which I, is like seven minutes right hey, now. Sorry, start it. a timer for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, she just did it on my computer. What? Oh, there you go. Can't set a timer. 21 minutes because you need the blanket. Anyways, this is the beautiful thing about these conversations is like, I really encourage you. They're long form. So they're, this one is an hour and 20 minutes. Like it's not short, but there are these little human moments, you know, where I'm like, wait, where did the one minute come from, Al? And now in the morning, I use a blanket for my meditation and it's saving it. me. Super cool. <laughs> it's lovely. Uh, my battery is about to die okay. on the computer here. Okay. Uh, we didn't plug it in. Is also, there anything you want to Somebody called me the She-Hulk and I, I will take it. I love it. Thank you, Silver. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I want a little credit for that. I mean, it's your nickname, but I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I've never. Like, it's not like you. I've never watched an Avengers I was going to say, it's not like you were watching Avengers to get that moment, so. Uh, this was so fun. This was great. Yeah. Um, do we have any minutes? or? Well, I mean, we, we are just about my okay. computer shut down, but what do you, what do you want to say? Uh, uh, join us for yeah. all of our Lent uh, efforts and meditations and experiences. They, I think they're really going to be meaningful this week. I think Holy so. week, yeah. Yeah, so for just to run through them again, yeah. uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, is a uh, new second season of Between yeah. Sundays. And then Instagram live worship at 8 p.m. Yeah. Um, so that'll be live on our Instagram channel. Thursday is Stations of the Cross Guided Experience. It's a 24-minute experience. You can book it and do it whenever you want. There'll be a, a guidebook and it's available. Friday, 10.30 a.m., 12 p.m. for a good Friday service. Easter Sunday, get your Eucharist elements ready. Mm-hmm. Join us at 10.30 a.m., 12 p.m. or 7 p.m. And of course, uh, jump in the Zoom lobby after that. Yeah, I think that's so it good. for today. It's great. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Appreciate it. We will see you when we see you. Oh, everywhere. <laughs>